This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, happy offseason. Happy Valentine's Day, Dale. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, too. <laughs> I'm not sure if I told my wife yet that today, but. <laughs> but it is the first day of it the, is the off season. The yes. officially the uh, first day of the off season. Um, it's also uh, we're a month out from the start of free agency. Yeah, it's right around the corner. We're basically two and a half weeks out from the start of the NFL scouting combine. How about that? I mean, stuff. To, it, the, the the NFL does not stand still. It's like a shark; it's just oh, constantly moving. It dies if it stops swimming and feeding. Yeah, and, and putting blood in the water. And even you know, you hear rumblings now too. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl was the huge story, of course. But you know, you're hearing things like, "Is Brady really retired? What's going on with Kyler Murray in Arizona?" You know, you, I'm watching that broadcast last night. And nonchalantly, one of the announcers is like, yeah, and Aaron Donald might retire if this is if they win today. I'm like, I'm like what? I had to hit rewind. I'm like, yeah, that was that was Rodney Harrison. Like, Rodney okay. Harrison in the pregame. So they go to him for his pick. He goes, you know, by the way, I was talking with Aaron Donald and he said, you know, if they win the Super Bowl, he might he might retire. I'm like, what? yeah, it's going about- <laughs> to hang it up. It's, I'm sure. And you're talking about McVeigh might go to the booth and like. All these rumors, they're just rumors, of course. But again, the, the NFL is like a shark. Yeah, uh, well, uh, some of those aren't rumors. I mean, some of those are, you know, Whitworth said that this is probably his last game. Yeah. And Aaron Donald said that he's considering hanging it up. Now, whether those, you know, whether that's a negotiating ploy or whatever it may be, um, you, you never know. The room, here's what people need to understand. There's a difference between a rumor and a report. I get, this a, I get yeah. this a lot on, on DKPittsburghSports.com. Well, there's a report that such and such is this. I'm like, no, that's a rumor. That's a rumor. Somebody <laughs> made it up. Somebody is, somebody is yeah. suggesting that as something. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I did a, you know, a list of free agents that I would look at for the Steelers a month out. Now the season is over. Um, and I listed some, you know, some offensive and defensive linemen, obviously. Sure. sure. Linebacker and – what was the other running backs? Mm-hmm. Those are the, those are the four positions that I think that they'll probably look at largely in, in free agency. Those would then be, that's not a report that the Steelers are interested in those guys. That no, is Kevin Colbert. Kevin, Kevin Colbert didn't tell you these are the guys who are interested. Uh, yes. I did not write, you know, the Steelers are, are interested in signing these guys. I, I wrote that these are guys that if I were the Steelers, I would be interested in signing. Yes. But the, oftentimes what happens then is that in, in this the age of uh, all these all these websites out there have aggregators and aggregators are people who t- take what somebody else said and then write something up off of it. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes stuff gets lost in translation. It's almost like the secret game where okay. I, I, I tell you a secret. You go tell your wife some, the same thing. Your wife tells somebody else, and then they get, they come back to my wife, and it's something completely different than what we initially said. Was that like the telephone game or yeah. something? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. That's yeah. what happens in today's internet world. <clears throat> yes, message. 
continues to get watered down as it goes down the line. And suddenly something that was, was just, Hey, I think the Steelers should do this. Now all of a sudden uh, the Steelers are, the Steelers are going to do this. It doesn't work that way. That, that's, <clears throat> that's not reality. Mm-hmm. And so like you said, like the, the Aaron Donald report is, is a fact. That's not a rumor. It's based you know? in fact. He's yes. Thinking about it. Yes. You know? the, he's at least considering it. Right, 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 right. But the, the point is the wheels keep turning. The season's over. We're not going to see football for quite a while. You know, real football. Yeah, it's football I mean, short uh, season. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the off season. I like it just as much as the regular season. So we're not going to be slowing down. There's not going to be a, a, a shortage of things to talk about. You and I and Mike Pursuta have been putting together you know, top five draft position lists too for the triple take series, which is coming out soon. So all kinds of stuff going on. And, and we have a Super Bowl champion. Congrats to the Rams. We do. And let's, let's talk real quickly about that game. Uh, the Rams uh, beat the Bengals 23, 20. It kind of played out like I thought it would. I thought the Bengals would have real issues blocking that Rams defensive front. They did a good sure. job in the first half of kind of managing that. Yeah, they did. That getting, Yeah getting the, the ball out of Burrow's hands real quickly and not allowing the, the pass rush to affect him. And then the Rams adjusted. And I think they started pressing a little bit more mm-hmm. and s- scheming things up a little bit more. The, the Bengals obviously were not – they were intent on not allowing Aaron Donald to uh, completely destroy the game. In the end, he ended up destroying the game because Very that's what great players do. Game, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it was, what, six sacks in the second half? On Burrow? Yeah, seven total. So yeah. I think there were six in the second half. Second half, I mean, the really to me, there was two turn or really basically the same thing was after the T. Higgins long touchdown that should have been a face mask and wasn't, as we all know, the Bengals did very, very little. And some of that I would blame on well, Burrow also got hurt after that point, too. And I'm sure him and Stafford both were dealing with a an injury i mean i don't think either one of them was healthy after the 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 shots they took and the way they were twisted up with their knees and lower body um but i also thought that's when the game started to look like i expected it to yeah they started they started hitting him a lot and and it affected it affected his play even he even started them missing the ones that they did block up for him i remember there was a third down throw and he had to throw to the outside it was open and he underthrew it like he just Yeah. yeah yeah And I wonder if a knee had something to do with it too. I mean, and I also didn't think the Bengals coaching staff did a great job of adjusting to the adjustments and all those things. I didn't think either coaching staff handled the clock and time management particularly well either. Yeah. You know, Um, I did, I did a live file last night during the game, Matt on, on DK Pittsburgh sports. And a lot of the comments early in the game were, well, this just shows you Mike Tomlin so far behind these guys and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, as the game went on, I'm like, okay, so the genius Zach Taylor goes for right. it, goes for it three times on fourth and short, none of which he has Joe Mixon on the field for. Right, that he happens. hands it off to Samaje Pirine instead because you got to trick him. Uh, got to so, trick him. Got to trick Mixon him. Looked really good, by the way. Yeah, he know, was running the ball well. Right, you wouldn't right. want to give it to him on third and one or fourth and one. <laughs> uh, that would make too much sense. You know, they would know that's coming. Um, there was another one where where McVeigh had that that silly uh it was third and five early in the second half and he tries a pass with cooper cup right right as, as opposed and, to throwing a two cooper cup as, as yeah as a as opposed to you know two trying to throw it to your quarterback yeah trying to show everybody how smart you are 
Mm-hmm. This is the this is part of the problem I, I often see with with NFL. Don't show me how smart you are. Win the damn game, especially these younger coaches. To be honest with you, I mean, uh, neither one of these guys is an older guy. I think it's the youngest coaching matchup combined age in NFL history for the Super Bowl. And and in general, yeah, I mean, I often cite analytics and all these things, but the fact that you go for it a lot on fourth down isn't a determining factor if you're a good head coach or not. You know no, I mean? absolutely not. Nor, as I saw, I saw this one too, that look, both of those coaches stand on the sideline and they have play sheets in front that they talk, that they look at and they, they wow. reference the play sheets all the time. Well, yeah, they're offensive coaches. <laughs> they're calling the plays. How many defensive, how many defensive play callers do you see? Do you see who are head coaches stand there on the sidelines with their, with their defensive play calls? There's only so many that you got, mm-hmm. you know, you're, right, right, right. you're not reinventing the wheel there defensively. Offensively, there, there are way more offensive plays than oh, defensive yeah. plays. This is our red zone area of the menu. This is our third and shorts. This is our, you know, bread and butters. However, everyone organizes. It's, pro- right, right. it's probably 10 to one. Probably 10 or, to one. Or something yeah, in, yeah. In, in a lot, you yeah. know, because you may, okay, if we see cover two here, a cover two shell, we've got, 20 you know 20 or 10 or 20 cover two beaters on our on our list mm-hmm. you know as, as opposed with those right? yeah so we practiced all week yeah i mean there just right. aren't that many defensive play calls that you you look at and go okay um they're in they're in the you know they got uh, 11 personnel on the field here with this running back in the field so we've got a play we've got a defensive play call just for that just for that doesn't happen like that right, that's just right, not right. realistic um, here's something we drew in the dirt on Wednesday. We're gonna yeah, right. right, right, right. That's not the way it works. I didn't think they managed the clock particularly well either, or the end of the games or end of halves or, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it was an okay game. I mean, I, I wasn't I blown the, away with it. The ending was better than the rest of the game, I thought. Mm-hmm. The, the the last, I don't know, six minutes of the game or whatever. I thought I thought the Rams, I thought Stafford, um, it was funny. I, I made note of this. I, I, I tweeted this out that Cooper Cup on that last drive – Stafford and Cooper Cup. That was very much Ben Roethlisberger, Santonio Holmes in the uh, in the Super yeah. Bowl against Arizona, where every play on that last drive, every big play was going to that one guy, and you couldn't stop it. And you couldn't stop it, and everyone in the stadium knew it was coming. That being said, the touchdown to Cup. Can't you at least put some kind of help over there? I mean, you would asking, think, yeah, yeah. I mean. Because uh, with all respect to Cup, who was the MVP, and frankly, I would have voted for Donald. I would have too. I think it's a three-way tie. Yeah, I, I thought Donald, Stafford, and Cup all had pretty close to equal, you know, uh, arguments for it. Again, I would draft. I would have picked Donald. I also had a couple bucks on Donald to win it, and, uh, <laughs> and these guys. So maybe that influenced me slightly, but still, with all respect to Cup, after Odell got hurt, which I do think hurt the Rams significantly. Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, I mean they were looking. They're throwing to. I really, I really thought Van Jefferson would step up in a bigger way, and that just didn't happen. He was a little disappointing, right? I mean, no Higby. Uh, their second tight end was injured too. Was under recorded story, like, but there was a good stretch there, a time post Odell injury, where Cooper Cup was nowhere to be found. I mean, I, I'm sure if you watch the All Twenty Two that. He was getting as much attention as Aaron. They Donald. were doubling him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. And then I finally, mean, St- finally, but, Stafford just said, "You know what? I don't care." So I got uh, right. He's my guy. I got it. It's again. It was. It was like Roethlisberger with Antonio Brown. It didn't matter if he's double covered. You trust your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. And so, again, I don't have a ton more t- takeaways from the game. I, I think that 
both these teams are in really interesting situations going forward. I'm sure we'll talk some Bengals there. Uh, the fanboy and me kind of like that guys like Von Miller, especially Donald, especially Whitworth, who won Walter Payton Man of the Year this weekend as well. Uh, I guess McVeigh as well, even Von Miller, you know, solidified their legacy a little bit more. And I, I couldn't help but think of watching the Bengals and Burrow about watching Marino lose to Montana way back when. And the whole world was, oh, he'll be back. Willie, it's not so easy. It's not you know? so easy, you know, yeah. because, you know, now, again, they're picking 31st. Right. As opposed to, to picking fifth like they did last year. They're not going to get the blue chip surefire. Okay, plug this guy in if you don't if you don't screw up the pick like the Browns always do, and just plug this guy in, and he's an automatic starter for you. It doesn't happen like that when you're picking thirty first. It's not going to be. Ooh, do I want Jamar Chase or do I want Penny Sewell? Do I want the nicest Range Rover they're making or the Lamborghini? You know, like no, you're going to keep your fingers crossed that Zion Johnson gets to you. You know, right? I mean, like, yeah, it's a different world. And even that, I don't know that one offensive lineman fixes that line. Oh, I've said it a million times. Like if I they need them, like four, <laughs> I will be critical if they don't add three you know, yeah. new, through the draft and free agency because they do have the money, but they also have to keep the Jesse Bates of the world. And they have a couple guys that are kind of important. But yeah. Burrow got that. sacked 70 times this year. That was the third yeah, most, third most all time for one player in a single season. Wow. That's amazing. Do you realize that was the 21st game for both those teams, not including preseason? Yeah. I was talking about this on my podcast earlier. Like, think if you're the fifth-round pick, fourth-round pick, who's trying, you know, is playing a ton of preseason snaps, does well, and gets a starting job, and you're the starter the rest of the year, and you played 21 plus three games, that's like two college seasons, more. Yeah. You know, in your rookie year. It's taxing, and you probably you started training for that, mm-hmm. you know, right as soon as your college season was over. So you had no time off. Oh, no. Um, you know, it, it's it's taxing, and you know that's one of the things that the, you know, a franchise like the Bengals isn't used to dealing with. No, much like 100%. we talked about, you know, now all of a sudden as well, how many Monday night games are they getting next year? How many Sunday night games are they getting? Thursday night game, you know, sure. uh, high profile games are they going to be in? Uh, next season where, you know, it, it's, it's not easy being the team that's now the hunted as opposed to being the hunter. They, they, there were no expectations on the Bengals this year. None. Well, now the expectations are going to be much higher. Without question. I mean, times a million. I referenced this to you off the air that uh, I got a hold of next year's Super Bowl odds. And I'm planning on going down this road right this minute. But last year, the Bengals at this time, right as to the day after the Super Bowl, we're 150 to one to win the Super Bowl, which is the lowest odds of any team going into next year. They're right there with like the Jags and Texans. I mean, is this just a fluke? I mean, is is it a the football outsiders plexiglass theory? Like usually when you take a huge step forward, the it's like you hit plexiglass and you bounce back to you take three steps forward and you take one step back. Like history in the NFL has showed us that that is a very very much a trend and it makes sense. I mean, it's just a short season. It's hard to take a massive step forward and maintain it. And along those lines, Dale, I mean, you and I cite football outsiders a lot, and I'm sure in the coming weeks, they will put out their 
injury report for the year, you know, the most injured teams in the league and all those things. I guarantee you the Rams and especially the Bengals will be two of the healthiest teams in the whole league this year. Last year, it was the Bucs who won the Super Bowl. Like, it's just hard to have the same injury luck. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and, yeah. and again, you know, if you think about it, I mean, they're allowing their quarterback to continue to get hit like they did. I thought, you know, in, in, in the fourth quarter. I both he, those quarterbacks were injured. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Burrow, the way he went down and was clutching that knee, um, and I guess he's going to get tests on it when he gets back to, to uh, Cincinnati. It wouldn't um, shock me if it's not so good. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it may not yeah. be an ACL, you know, tear or anything like that. Doesn't mean it can't be like an MCL, you know, a severely sprained knee, mm-hmm. something along those lines that, that that's, you know, that's as big a hole to fill for them as it is for any t- on any roster in the AFC North, their offensive line. And I know Steeler fans don't want to hear this. Cincinnati's offensive line was the worst offensive line in the AFC North this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I said that on a couple of the local shows here, you know, when we'd be previewing Bengal games. I'm like, the Steelers line's better than this. Like, no way, Matt. Come on. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, this bad. This group is bad. I mean, uh, the right tackle and right guard situation that they trotted out there, especially at the end of the year, was as bad as any any line in the league, really. You know? Yeah. And that's where they're at. And, you know, the great quarterbacks mask some of that. Great running back, mass some of that's the same conversation that we had last year, uh, you know, and going into the offseason where you said, okay, when we were talking about the, you know, the selection of Najee Harris, um, a great running back covers up some of those flaws. A mobile quarterback covers up some of those flaws. The Steelers didn't have the mobile quarterback part of that uh, equation, but it it covers, you know, when you have that kind of a, a quarterback who can marry ability plus ability to run. Uh, behind an offensive line like that, it it covers some of that up. Joe Mixon covers some of that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bad line. Unfortunately for the Bengals, one of the biggest things that covers up their bad protection is Burrow's toughness and willingness to take hits and hold the football. Well, he's already had a serious injury. He got hurt in the biggest game of his career. Like, you got to protect him. You know, like, this is your biggest asset, folks. I mean, if you have – Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or anybody, you know, job number one is making them comfortable and Burrow's been comfortable on his own, but not because of what the Bengals have provided him. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, that's not an easy fix. And I know they have, uh, you know, the most money available in free agency in the AFC North this year, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that's a, I still think they're going to have to slightly overpay guys to want to go to Cincinnati. Oh, I don't think you're wrong about that. I mean, you know, it's simply based on the, the facilities that they have there and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Yes, may, people people might want to go play with Joe Burrow. Without question. I mean, that's appealing. But you're going to look at, you're going to go in for that free agent visit and you're going to, okay, where's the practice field at? Oh, it's across the highway over there. Under, underneath the, underneath the overpass. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yeah. What about the indoor facility? Oh, we don't have one. We don't have one. Where's the weight room? Oh, it's down in the in the down the hall in the uh, the closet. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, is the locker room is good. Is the yeah. medical facilities is good? You know, I mean, just and there's a history of losing there. And frankly, is the the ownership going to pay the big buck to get the guy? I, who knows? They have spent some money in the last two off seasons, and that's paid off for them. But um, we'll see. I mean, uh, again, I think the Bengals are 
have a chance to really put something together for the long term. But most organizations, I would trust to get it right more than I do them. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it becomes a matter of trust. Uh, that's the one thing, you know, people that like to throw out the, well, Mike Tomlin's only won three playoff games in the last 11 years. And, and the Bengals now have as many playoff wins as, as Tomlin has uh, in the last 11 years. Well, the Bengals now have three playoff wins in the last 30 years. So let's not, <laughs> yeah. let's not pretend that they've got this thing figured out. Yeah, it's because right. they made one run in the playoffs. Let's not let's not pretend the Browns have things figured out because they have one playoff win in the last 30 years. I also think and I don't think this is too crazy of a thought that Mike Tomlin could do pretty well with Joe Burrow. I would think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'd be OK with that. Yeah, I think that he would have some success with that. Yes, <laughs> I, I have some faith in that. Yes. You know, I uh, so. The whole, the whole play, you can, you can pick and, and choose whatever numbers that you want. Starting from this year on. I mean, we yeah. all use stats. Real, uh, the, you know, the like, idea, the, I mean, the, the people who say three playoff wins since 2011, well, those three playoff wins are actually since 2016. So it's three playoff wins in the last five years. That's it's a good point, different. Right, 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 right. How many teams have three playoff wins in the last five years? I mean, all of a sudden that list gets a little shorter. Yeah, let alone making it every year or 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 damn near every year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just the reality of the situation. And, and our our friend uh, friend of the show, Dave Damashek. I don't know if you saw this. No, uh, I didn't. I like Dave though. It was he. He's put it out a couple of times now. He's tweeted this out about the playoff wins from uh, quarterbacks on their first contract. I don't know. If oh, okay. Uh, and it's really pretty striking. Um, if, if you look at those numbers, uh, I'm trying to, okay. So are they I, good or bad? It, it's so in their first season in the NFL, there, there are zero quarterbacks <laughs> who have, uh, who have a Super Bowl appearance in their second, okay. in their second season, there are now seven Super Bowl. Okay, Mahomes did it recently. Burrow did it. Burrow did it. Yeah. Year. Right. 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 In their third season, there are three players who had Super Bowl appearances. That would be Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Jake Delhomme. In their fourth season, quarterbacks, uh, six Super Bowl appearances. That's Mahomes, Goff, Eli Manning, Rex Grossman, <laughs> Tom Brady, Kurt Warner. Uh, fifth season, five Super Bowl appearances. This would be the last year of that rookie contract. Yeah, That's Cam Newton, that's Joe Flacco, Roethlisberger, Brady, McNair. Um, six seasons into the league. There are four guys who have Super Bowl appearances. Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, Donovan McNabb, Kerry Collins. Season seven, there are three Super Bowl appearances. Roethlisberger, Hasselbeck, and Dilfer. Hmm. How far is he going back here? Because there's no, like, stars or Staubach or Bradshaws on this. Yeah, this, uh, this, is like the, this is like in the last, uh, I think, 10. 30 years, maybe, something 10, like that. 10, 15 years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Uh, in their eighth season, just two Super Bowl appearances. Eli Manning and Tom Brady. Ninth season. Four Super Bowl appearances: Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Brad Johnson. Hmm. Quarterbacks in their tenth season, there are zero Super Bowl appearances. Quarterbacks in their eleventh season, there's one Super Bowl appearance. That would be Kurt Warner. Season twelve, there are two. That's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You take right. Peyton, you take Tom Brady out of the equation. Sure. The, ma- the majority of the of the guys who get to the Super Bowl are in those first five seasons. Actually, yeah, that's six. Yeah, and that 
that, that ends up in today's NFL. You know, like you look at, I mean, to me, Russell Wilson's the best example, which also will lead us to what should the Steelers do a quarterback conversation too is, boy, you can build a nice roster when your quarterback's on his first contract. I yeah. mean, especially if he's not a first rounder, but even at the first round costs, I mean, it, this tweet by Damashek to me is an argument for you use your first round pick on a quarterback if you're Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's actually uh, looking here. At, that's uh, since 1999. Okay, that makes 20, sense. Since 1999, 21 of the 46 quarterback starters in the Super Bowl have been on their rookie deal. Wow. Not the guys making 30, 40, you know. Yeah. Right, if, you, right. if you remove Brady from the equation, it's 18 of 39. Wow. So almost 50% of the quarterbacks who make it to the Super Bowl are on their rookie contracts because you could pay everybody else. Yeah, I'd you say could, you could, maybe it's you more could of build, a team game than people give it credit for. Yeah, you, know? you could build the nest around them. Are there outliers? Sure. But of most, most of those outliers are great quarterbacks. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. There's, there's, mm-hmm. some, there's some guys in there, some, some other guys who you look at and go, well, he's not a star. Jimmy Garoppolo. Brad Johnson. Trent Dilfer. Right, but right. you're not paying big money for Trent Dilfer. No, I said they don't cost it. You're not paying a lot of said, money right, for Rex, you know, Rex Grossman and guys of that nature. Those, those are mid-level quarterbacks. If you look, if you look strictly at salary, I was uh, going to say that'd be an yeah. interesting study of for their respective seasons. How many? I'm just going to call them high-priced quarterbacks go to the Super Bowl. You know, like and and contracts are weird. Like right now, Mahomes isn't counting a ton, but it's coming. He's a high-priced quarterback. It, it jumps from it jumps from eight million this year to thirty-five million next year. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's a pretty so, big. This is a significant jump. People that are. <laughs> In the top 10, I guess, of quarterback expensiveness or cost, what percentage of those guys go to the Super Bowl versus the cheap dudes? Yeah. And I think we know the answer from you know this, this tweet. Absolutely. But uh, we're going to take a break. He is cool. Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we'll take a look at the NFL power rankings uh, per ESPN coming out of the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt has the uh, odds for the Super Bowl for next year. We'll do that right after this.